Dirt Radio, organic friends of the earth, activism, underground, political action, necessary, wind farms, indigenous struggles, land rights, anti-nuclear, nanotechnology, climate change, coal barons, mining magnates, activists, educating, communities, transforming, communities, mobilizing a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the earth. Friends of the earth. Friends of the earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio. Friends of the Earth's weekly program on 3CR. You're with Megan Williams this morning and I'm bringing you the latest in our stay-at-home shows recorded from my temporary bedroom on Boonwurrung Country during 3CR's station closure. Big thanks to my co-hosts, Em and Phil, who have brought you the last few weeks of programming. We're at home but not inactive. Friends of the Earth is busy working for environmental and social justice through these very hard times. We're broadcasting from 3CR on Wurundjeri land of the Kulin Nations and I'd like to pay my respects to Elders past, present, both here and of the lands where you're listening. Sovereignty was never ceded. On today's show, we're continuing the discussion of what world post-COVID lockdown we want to live in. I will be speaking with Godfrey Mose from Cooperative Power, a collectively owned energy retailer working to take the power back into community hands. And I'll also be speaking with Catherine Cunningham from the Earth Worker Cooperative, an affiliate of Friends of the Earth Australia that's building solar hot water heaters in a worker-owned factory. We'll be talking broadly about how cooperatives offer a sustainable alternative to the business model and how they're working to support local communities through these times of crisis. That's all coming up after this community service announcement. You're listening to 3CR. We really are in unprecedented times and 3CR, as your local community broadcaster, is trying to do our part to minimise the spread of the coronavirus throughout the community. At the front of our minds is protecting the most marginalised and vulnerable, but we are still here. And we'll continue broadcasting 24 hours a day with radical alternative content throughout this period, but things will sound a bit different. Some programmers will present their shows on the phone and we'll be finding creative ways to bring you our regular programming. So stay tuned, stay safe and be kind to each other. You're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR with Megan. Joining me via phone is Catherine Cunningham of the Earth Worker Cooperative and Godfrey Mose of Cooperative Power, here to chat about how cooperatives offer an alternative economic structure to capitalism and how they're working to support local communities during the COVID-19 crisis. To start us off, I'd like to hear from both of you could you tell us a bit about the work your cooperatives do? Okay, Catherine, so I'm start part of Earthworker Cooperative um, and also have been support for the Earthworker Energy Manufacturing Cooperative. So Earthworker Cooperative is a um, cooperative of cooperatives, which I believe Cooperative Power is also a part of as well, mm-hmm. uh, well, connected to. Um, and it's a, a model of cooperatives that assists with the attempt to not to face what normal cooperatives face, which is um, demutualisation by outside forces by centralising the cooperative experience. So by the central cooperative being in relationship with all the smaller cooperatives, it builds a quite a powerful capacity to 
I guess stay the distance and not be um, the cooperative movement throughout Australia has been somewhat reduced over the last 80 years and it seems to be one of the patterns of that is is through um, through demutualisation of, of, of corporations attempting to take over and, and indeed taking over and dismantling. So Earthworker Energy Manufacturing is set up, the factory is set up in Morwell. Uh, we are manufacturing steel tanks um, that are highly insulated and work incredibly well with the heat pump, um, and, but also set up so they can work with evacuated tubes from this roof. So it's about um, being part of the manufacturing industry, manufacturing a green future. The Earthwork Energy Manufacturing is still um, it's still in its prototyping stage, I guess. Um, they're doing excellent work. The work is viable. It's uh, a cooperative that needs perhaps more people um, to step across the line and into the belly of it. But it's a, it's a very powerful opportunity and has been very exciting to be part of something so amazing. Yeah, Cooperative Power is a cooperative of unions, other cooperatives, community groups, um, ENGOs, and it is an intervention into the system as it exists today in order to help create a better and fairer system tomorrow. So um, it start, it, Cooperative Power provides electricity uh, for households and um, smaller enterprises through our retail partner, Energy Locals. So it's not, it's a thing that um, anyone could really start and do going to a retailer, but what we've done is collectivise that process. And through that collectivisation, we're doing things that are part of everyday life, paying an electricity bill, but bringing that uh, a pool of funds in together in order to create a new energy system. So, um, you know, anyone could, any union cooperative could go off and set up a relationship with a retail, electricity retailer, but we've done this collectively as a cooperative of collective organisations in order to change the balance of power in the energy system uh, to take the power back from big energy corporations. And how does collectivising that energy service, how does that give more power to yeah, that's a the really people involved great in the question. Um, the way that we think it gives people more power is on a few fronts. Number one, um, people get a say in the allocation of surplus and that's playing out with COVID-19 currently. So we have a COVID-19 solidarity campaign where we're giving up 100% of our revenue for um, from the 1st of April this year to the 31st of March next year. And our customer members, so real life people, are determining whether they give solidarity or they need to receive solidarity, which is the money that would have otherwise come to cooperative power through the retail. And that is an engine for um, radical mutual support in a time of crisis. More broadly, though, and outside of a COVID-19 situation, what we want to do is support associational democracy. We want to support people forming collectives and cooperative power provides something that any small member-based organisation can provide as an immediate service um, and reward people 
uh, in real terms for organising in their communities to build new renewable energy generation or um, provide energy efficiency and renewable energy for um, community and people's homes as well. So we're really, our theory of building power is about building those sticky relationships and overcoming social atomization. And it's great to see that you're working through COVID-19 to support your communities. Uh, Catherine, how has Earthworker been affected by COVID-19 lockdown and is um, work still going on? At the factory in Moorwell, um, the two gentlemen who are working mostly there are neighbours at home, um, so I guess they've, they've, they're still working together uh, as they can. Um, the third person, Dan, is working in Norwell as well, I understand. Um, I do know that the Red Gum Cleaning Cooperative has been hit quite hard. Um, in fact, I think they have closed down their books for the now just because everyone's home. So cleaning in their homes is hard to do socially distanced when everyone's home. So um, that's been, a, um, that's been a, a shift. I think they are trying to see what kind of pivoting they can do around perhaps working in, in empty offices and those sorts of things. But again, if, if no one's in the office, there's no need to clean it. So it's, um, I'm not entirely sure uh, what's happening for Red Gun, but I think we are still gently working along in more well as we can. Um, and yeah, picking up and taking, I mean, hot water systems are still essential, so we still need to manufacture and we're still selling. That's great. And the government stimulus packages uh, have come in the form of corporate bailouts and wage subsidies and increased unemployment payments. Where do cooperatives so fit my union, in that United model of Workers discussion? Union has put out a statement very early on and is organising around that, calling on um, corporate bailouts to come with ownership obligations for workers in the community, um, for some enterprises and outright nationalisation for others where they're um, very much essential community services. I think cooperatives fundamentally are a much more resilient structure or a way of working, particularly in a time of crisis um, where you base things on a one member, one vote, one person, one vote decision process rather than a one dollar, one vote decision-making process. So I know cooperatives were in a much more precarious position in Australia in terms of the rebirth of, of cooperatives as a way of working, but there is huge potential in this crisis to, to build up a solidarity economy that makes us stronger and better able to get through shocks like this. Yeah, and all indications say that we're heading into economically challenging times. Like you mentioned, cooperatives have that resilient structure. Are they better placed to tackle an unemployment yeah, so, crisis? Uh, it's not only just the cooperatives internally themselves, but the relationship between cooperatives. So as part of our COVID-19 solidarity credit program, um, we have a customer base that amongst helping out other people is redirecting some of their um, finance to some of their electricity bills through to Earthworker, for instance. Um, 
So the support that you can get between single cooperatives and groups of cooperatives working together is important, but internally to a cooperative, um, decisions can happen that keep people in the economic entity itself, um, whether that's lowering hours temporarily without firing people to allow a much quicker um, bounce back into normal times as one instance, um, or everyone being able to have a say and work through how to retool or rechange a cooperative. It's a far more efficient use of people's capacities by not putting artificial limits on a person's job or what they can and can't do. Catherine, you mentioned that Redgum, one of the cooperatives in the broader cooperative, is struggling. How does the network band together and we support, support each other, each other as, as we can as, um, as we have the finances to do so but also um, I guess it's also having a larger group than just a singular cooperative there's more heads to put together to find other solutions um, and build more relationships and that way I mean essentially all of the world we've all had to kind of pivot we've all had to find new ways of doing something so that we could stay still viable and still essential and still functioning um, or, or not, if we can't, then then finding other things we can do. And, and I think, uh, as Godfrey just said, when you've got a, a group of people in a cooperative who, I think there's a cooperatives have a capacity that makes it easier to collaborate and easier to make all sorts of different types of decisions, but larger hierarchical corporations don't have that same capacity. And I think that um, we find in the process of consensus something that looks the best for everybody. And I think that's the other part that we've recognised in this this COVID experience. There's a lot of human who was totally disregarded, and their experience of life is very disregarded in this experience, this this state. Whereas I think in a cooperative, everyone is still engaged. Everyone is still part of that process of, of problem solving. So no one is no one is disregarded. Right. And I'm interested in going back to the basics a bit of how cooperatives operate. Like what goes into setting up a cooperative and why should people choose a cooperative structure um, over essentially a small business, are, for example? In, in lots of ways, if you can build a company, you can build a cooperative. It's The, the core difference between the two is in ownership. And, and yet the application of that ownership makes for a really different experience for people who work inside it. If everybody who built Google owned Google, Google would be a different beast. If Google was a worker-owned cooperative instead of a huge multinational corporation, it would be a very different experience in the world for the people who are in it and for people who experience, who experience their products. I, um, for me, the cooperative process of beginning one is still quite heavily. It's, it, there's a lot of there's a lot to get through to actually build one, but if you can have the tenacity to do so, and there's a lot of governance um, and rules and rule structures, and you are building, you're still building a legal vessel like you are with a company. A company is a legal vessel, but the core difference is that in a company, the legal vessel that you've built there, the whole purpose of that legal vessel is to maximise profit. That is, unless you're a B corporation, which is another thing again. 
But the purpose with the, co with the cooperative is not to maximise profit. That is not the, the whole sole purpose of that business, any business within inside a cooperative model. It is, there are other agendas, there are other intentions. And community building, shared wealth, shared um, consensus building so that the, there's all sorts of different moving parts inside a cooperative that quite make it quite different than a corporation. They find themselves much flatter in organisations and, in fact, um, because they're worker-owned, the management process is a different, an entirely different different mindset to begin with. No one's managing people's to make sure they do work. You're all own this. You all want to make sure the work you do is really effective. So there are no bullshit jobs inside a cooperative. <laughs> you're, not, you're not manufacturing importance. You're making sure that the work you're doing is important. And those two, to me, that's a really different mindset than the corporate mindset, yeah? Um, there's a lot of wasted um, energy, attention and time and, and lives, people's lives, sitting inside bullshit jobs, inside corporations that are trying to manufacture their irrelevance and their importance. Whereas everybody in a worker-owned cooperative is hands on deck, do the work, make sure that everything we do is as lean as possible and, and green as possible and um, and as, as achieving the, the core intention. And if not, you change. Yeah, you keep you keep stay on top of it. You keep if something's not working, you create the create make it different. Like never has it been more clear that a lot of the work that you know, the whole of society has been yeah. doing is potentially non-essential, you know, with, with workplaces shut down. But the the things that do remain, you know, the food distribution, the healthcare, pharmaceuticals, education, corporations and government have a big role in delivering these services currently. Can you envision a future where cooperatives or community-centred organisations step up to fill those gaps? I mean, the, worker, the worker-owned growing cooperatives, urban urban growing, I think is it's we've real, we've realised we must step across into food sovereignty. We must step across into growing inside our cities, and um, and taking much more direct relationship with with how we feed ourselves. And I actually think that what we're learning in this schooling from home thing is that maybe education isn't compliance. Maybe education's about learning. And maybe we need to shift towards more learning and, and less complying and find that education needs to, to be entirely. I mean, the the... The learning curve, I guess, that we're getting from COVID around a whole bunch of things is it's amazing. I think it's a, it, we're all in quite an experiment, quite a, well, quite a powerful time of change. And my hope is that as we come out of this, we'll realise that we do we get to choose what next what our next chapter looks like. Oh, absolutely. Cooperatives are the building blocks of a new of a new world. They're the DNA of socialism I guess or whatever you would call after capitalism that's something hopefully better <laughs> and uh, it, that that great change happens when ordinary people have an ability to contribute to that change and it impacts everyday lives you know that the health impact for instance of sanitation on society hugely outweighed um, the health impact of say 
complex gene therapies or um, other sorts of like high investment uh, medical innovations in the last few years. Why? Because it impacted everybody's lives and cooperatives in the same way are an innovation in workplace democracy that once once rolled out through society will change the way that we work, will change the way that we live and will change the world for the better. And we're in a moment not only with COVID-19 but with the climate crisis where we know we need to have a cooperative solution and the rollout of cooperatives, the relationships are small scale, the relationships are inside workplaces, their rollout on a mass scale would change everything. Fantastic. And we're just about out of time. It's a great note to finish on. But for people listening at home who want to learn more about cooperatives or get involved, where can they go? Well, um, if you want a very first starting point into being part of a cooperative, uh, you can become a customer member of Cooperative Power by going to cooperativepower.org.au and switching across to us and um, engaging in some COVID-19 solidarity. Um, other than that, I would recommend that people um, join and support Earthworker uh, locally in Melbourne in any way, shape or form that they can. And how can they do that, Catherine? So earthworkercooperative.com.au is the website for Earthworker Central. Um, everybody else can be um, found through that, so Earthworker Energy Manufacturing, Red Gum, and, and then, you know, start your own cooperative. It's quite an extensive website and lots of information about how we began and, and where we're going. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Catherine Cunningham and Godfrey Mose. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thanks very much for having us. Love the work of that Dirt Radio. You're on 3CR and we'll be right back. Friends of the Earth Food Co-op is open. Get fresh produce and support local farmers and keep our grassroots community thriving through these unusual times. Organic veggie boxes and click and collect now available. Visit www.foefood.org slash click and collect to place your orders. Or pop in store at 312 Smith Street and see how we're adapting with our new physical distancing layout. Shop organic and buy local. Made easy at Friends of the Earth. A proud 3CR supporter. That's right, the Friends of the Earth Food Co-op is still open. The foodies are doing an amazing job serving the local community with fresh and healthy food, both takeaway lunches, organic veggie boxes, and all the staples you've come to know the food co-op for bringing us. You can order online at foefood.org slash the shop. So do check it out. 
You're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR with Megan and today we've been talking about how cooperatives offer an alternative operating model to business and capitalism. Of course, if you're just tuning in, you can catch up on the podcast at 3cr.org.au slash dirtradio. And if you're looking to connect with more community stories, then you can check out 3cr.org.au slash acting up and listen back on the history series that me and my co-host M. Gaifer put together last year, 45 years of campaigning. There are many hours of good listening there to hear about grassroots community action over the past 45 years. And a reminder that uh, many of our collective meetings have moved online during this period of physical distancing. So you can get in contact via our Facebook page if you'd like to get involved in Sustainable Cities, the Act on Climate Collective, or Yes to Renewables. Just get in contact with us via the Facebook page. Uh, And also keep your eye on the Friends of the Earth Melbourne Facebook page for online events coming up in rivers and renewables details to be announced soon Uh, but we are keeping people together through this period of social distancing by moving as much as we can online so thank you for tuning in to another episode of dirt radio on 3cr look after yourselves and each other And keep listening to 3CR for more amazing programming that's being put together remotely while the station is shut. Radical Radio, still here. Taking us out today is Take the Power Back by Rage Against the Machine. And just a little language warning on this one. Structure of life, dove in our minds and attempted to hold us.
Yeah, we have- 